Hello, thank you for choosing to listen to Theme Park Films Podcast. We are Carla and Holly, two friends from England, who will ride the movies, watch the film and give you our thoughts. You can find us on at Theme Park Films on Twitter. Oh, and just one more thing. If you are driving whilst listening to this podcast, please keep your arms inside the vehicle for the duration of the show. Thank you. Hello and welcome to Theme Park Films. I'm Carla and as ever I'm joined by Holly. Hello. And this is our Christmas special edition, so happy Christmas everyone. Merry Christmas. And this week we are discussing the Muppet Christmas Carol. And for that we have brought in a film expert. It's my friend Zoe. Hello. <laughs> Under duress. That was my cheeriest voice. I know, and that's what's going. You sound like you were like on Paxman or something. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> so before we get into the film, we're just going to touch on briefly where the Muppets feature in a theme park, and they are in Disney Hollywood Studios. They've got a show called Muppet Vision 3D, which was opened on the 16th of May 1991, and it's still there now. So, Zoe, I know you haven't been to Disney World because you have a black heart. <laughs> Holly, do you remember going in this at all? Um, vaguely. It's just like it's a 3D, so you just sit in the cinema, like in an old sort of theatre, don't you? Yeah. And then you have the two old men at the top sort of who talk. Yeah, the hecklers are, uh, are actually there in puppet form and then the rest of it is on a... A screen, and I, I, I can't remember the exact story of it, but, yeah, it's it's basically a 3D show. And I think you get water squirted at you at some point. I was going to say that, but then I thought, no, she thinks I'm obsessed already, so I won't bring it up again. Um, <laughs> I think these sort of places are quite good, though, in a theme park. Sometimes you just need to go and sit down. So just have a nice sit down in a nice air-conditioned room, 20 minutes or so. Yeah. Is is Honey I Shrunk the Kids, but just with a different film being shown, basically. Exactly. The Pretty same. much. Yeah, that yeah, kind okay. of thing. I realise that I've only ever seen one Muppet film, and it's not this one. Which one is it? Muppet Do Manhattan. <sighs> See, there's a whole back catalogue that you need to get associated with. <laughs> really is. a whole back catalogue. There is. It's like you're recommending an artist to me. I love the Muppets. I used to watch the Muppets when it was on telly, uh, or probably the reruns, because I think by the time we were born, it was probably only reruns of it. I'm not sure when it ended its initial run. Of course, we used to have Muppet Babies, which was the cartoon version of it. Oh, yeah. I loved that. That had the greatest theme tune yeah. ever. I will put it up on Twitter so uh, everyone can join in and realise it's the greatest theme tune ever, ever made. Other than Thundercat. Mm, Rugrats is quite good as well, though. Oh, you're a bit too old for Rugrats, Zoe. No, I wasn't. Definitely too. We were working at cinema when the film came out. We were actually working. Not child labour, like properly paid work. I'll Google it. I will Google when it came out. Yeah, but the children's TV programme was on before that. 
Yeah, but still, we were too old. We would have been teenagers when Rugrats was on. It, so it started, the original release was 1991. Oh, Zoe, oh. don't tell me we weren't too old. <laughs> right. We were 13. Yeah, fair. That's a bit, that is a bit old. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we move on to the film? It was released on the... 11th of December 1992 in the USA and the 18th of December 1992 in the UK. Quite late, isn't it? Like release date and the 18th of December. Cutting it fine to Christmas, aren't they? And of course in 92, we probably actually shut down for Christmas as well. Like Not like now where everything remains open. I think we probably, like everything was shut down over Christmas. Boxing Day, all of it. Is that anything worse than seeing a Christmas film after Christmas? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Even when they play a Christmas film on Christmas, I mean, Christmas Day afternoon, I get a bit annoyed. And Boxing Day is just ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I agree. Boxing Day, you've left it too late. Do you not ever, like, sometimes I listen to Christmas songs, like, you know, all year round, though, because I just like them. Like what ones? If I if I if the mood gets me to listen to Last Christmas in July, I will. No. Oh. Not even before really the first of December. Yeah, but if you're listening to like the final by Wham, which is their greatest hit, you are not gonna skip Last Christmas when it comes on. <laughs> I mean I wouldn't ever be listening to that. Well that's ridiculous. <laughs> that is ridiculous. Now if we were doing top five albums. Well, yeah, no, I mean, I'm very strict on the old top five albums that you shouldn't have a greatest hits in there, but I think I would probably lift it for Wham! The Final. (laughs) That's how strongly I feel about it. And I literally couldn't even cobble together a top five. What, Wham! songs? No, all that, and albums. What, you don't have top five albums? I don't like albums. Oh, if they can't be bothered to release them, it's not good enough. I don't want to hear it. It's a different generation, Carla. But you made me listen to Justin Bieber's album once because you told me it was really good. Was that just a joke? Yeah, it was. Well, that's not very funny, is it? I actually listened to it. <laughs> well, I never have. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't remember seeing this film like, I know I've seen bits of it over Christmases, but I don't think I've ever sat down and actually watched it in one go. So I I, re- I was actually dreading it. I really, you know, like, well, you know, Aww. when, when well, you know more than most because you dread most weeks, but like some weeks when you just know you've got to watch a film, I was like, oh, this, this was like when I knew I had to watch Spider-Man. Like, I was just like, oh, no, really, I can't be bothered. And then I ended up really enjoying it. So it had a happy ending. See, I was the other way around because I really love this film. But then when I started watching it, knowing that I'd be talking about it, I found it really quite stressful. Yeah, welcome to our world. I know. We have to constantly think, oh, my God, what on earth am I going to fill up for 45 minutes? Yeah, exactly. And then you start trying to, you know, you start finding things you've never seen before. And then you're like, oh, God, I've got to remember that. And yes. you, yeah, you've got to make notes all the way through. I did it. make notes. So it starts off in ye, ye oldie worldie market. 
I just made that up. That didn't say. I was going to say, when do they ever say it's ye old world market? <laughs> and Gonzo is Charles Dickens, and he has Rizzo the rat with him. Can I just say, Rizzo the rat is the best part of this whole film. I thought he looked quite cute, but he did get a bit annoying. I really like Rizzo. <laughs> okay. Now, when 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 you were a kid, Zoe, did you have any of the Muppets toys? Um, I actually still do have a Muppets toy. You would know, Carla, if you ever came to my house. What do you mean? What, you have it out? Yeah. Where? <laughs> two, in my living room, I have two things. Shut up. No, you don't. I do. I absolutely do. One is a Kermit the Frog uh, old style telephone. Okay, but that's not a toy, is it? Right, but it's all right. It's a Muppet related item. Okay. My sister bought it for me and I quite like it. And okay. the other thing is like a little Kermit soft toy thing that's like hanging from the lamp in my uh, living room. Okay. I have not noticed either of those things in your living room. So maybe you need to invite me round more is all I'd say to that. Okay, well, noted. Um, okay, I had uh, I had the, the dog, which I don't think appeared in this. Rolf? Was Rolf the dog? He used to play the piano. Uh, unless he was in the band scene, I don't remember seeing him Yeah, in I don't remember, but I definitely had him. I had a Kermit uh, and a scooter, which was really cool because it had, like, proper trainers on it. Scooter. Do you remember Scooter? Yeah, Scooter's a cool character. Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant an actual Scooter. <laughs> no, I wasn't allowed a Scooter. We've talked about this before. I was a clumsy child. <laughs> so then we cut to uh, Ebenezer Scrooge, played by Michael Caine. That was a shock. <laughs> was it? That Michael Caine was in this film. Yeah, it was. Do you know what? For me, the one letdown of this film is Michael Caine. Oh, shut up. Yeah, no, I don't like him. Why? And I think, because I just don't think he's a very, this is really controversial, but I don't think he's a very good actor. Oh, that's ridiculous. I mean, Carla, I say some nonsense, but I've never said anything like that. (laughs) (laughs) And in actual fact, out of everything on my notes I wrote, I think he really was a wonderful actor in this and really made the film. Look, Holly, between me and you, I just bought her in to make you look good, okay? <laughs> it was my, my Christmas present, is it? Yeah, you've shown yourself up a few times and I thought, who can I get that's more ridiculous than Holly? I'm glad to oblige. I am glad to oblige. So then they, they burst into some kind of song about Scrooge and Scrooge is a moneylender who shows no mercy. Kermit plays Mr. Cratchit, who's instructed to serve eviction notices despite it being Christmas. Now, I text uh, Zoe and said, I, I, you know, obviously, all right, maybe not evict someone on Christmas Eve. But, you know, this man's got a business to run. I think they're a bit hard on him. I actually also wrote down, he makes a val- like a really valid point. He says something like, why should everyone be spending their money when they should be paying their mortgages? Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. 
your number one thing is pay your mortgage and then whatever's left is you have Christmas. You don't go out and spend those on Christmas and have no regard to your mortgage payments. It's wrong. I, I couldn't agree more. I really couldn't. So I didn't understand what the beef with Scrooge even was in the beginning. I thought he seemed all right. I agree. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. And I'm the ridiculous one. <laughs> I mean, I get your point. People need to pay their mortgage. But the point is that he's uber, you know, he's he's trying to evict them on Christmas Day. Yeah, no, I understand that, that, like, it's okay. not... But they're singing about him as if, like, they don't like him all year round. And if they don't like him all year round because he expects you to face up to your responsibilities, it's them with the problem. Yeah. Yeah, but I think you're missing the point that he's... There's one thing facing up to your responsibilities, but his attitude when he does it, it's not got a good attitude. Oh, what, expecting people to pay money back that he's lent them? What a bad man. Yeah, I agree. Okay, I think you're missing the premise of the whole film. Not only the film, also the book that was written by Charles Dickens. <laughs> and the thing that's become synonymous with being a bit tight with your money, you're just like ripping to shreds now. Look, I'm not tight with my money. You know I give way too much money to charity. You're always telling me that. I'm too generous. So I don't have an issue We've been generous with your money. However, this man has got a business to run. And what, is he supposed to go about his money just because they want to buy a nice juicy turkey? No. But also, I will make a point that even when that little green puppet and the other person walks in to get money, he comes in, asks for some money and stuff, and Scrooge is very clear, no, don't want to give it to you. And he just keeps going on. Like, let the man be. Hmm. So I thought in that, why did they even bother going in there? Because they've just sung a whole song about how they know that he's really tight with his money and, you know, everyone knows that everyone knows Scrooge in the town. And then they're stupid enough to walk in there and ask him for money. Oh, yeah. And keep hounding him. Yeah. It's not enough to say, no, go away. They just, they go, oh, what about the money then? Stop it. Stop going on. (laughs) Okay, so then we see um, Fred, Scrooge's nephew. Uh, he's annoying, isn't he? What an annoying man. He um, is the only living relative to Scrooge, and he loves Christmas. Scrooge hates it. As we talked about, the charity collectors come in. He turns down Fred's offer of an invite to Christmas dinner which you know I wouldn't do that I don't agree with Scrooge there because Christmas dinner is awesome so I would always take up the chance for a Christmas dinner even with an annoying nephew but if he wants to spend it on his own let him also that's the point of Christmas to spend time with your annoying family I quite like when people rebel against that and do their own thing that's true maybe he's got it right actually maybe we should all take a leaf out of his book yeah, and just sit at home on our own. And if it if it makes him happy, let him let him be. So then we see that he throws um he throws a wreath at a carol singer, which again I'm like, I hate carol singers. We don't really get them round here. They're too scared. <laughs> they won't come round these parts. Yeah. I've seen them on telly, and I can't think of anything worse than opening my front door and having people sing at me. It's embarrassing for. Yeah, I'd give it money to stop singing. That's absolutely true. I don't mind a carol singer in like, you know, like if you're walking through a shopping centre 
and they're just standing in the shopping centre doing a bit of singing. That's all right. Um, I'll tell you what I do hate, since this is officially, you know, supposed to be a theme park thing. You know when you walk through Disney World and you see, like, the barbershop quartet out? Don't you hate people like that? Yeah. And even more than them, I hate the people that get their phones out to film it. <laughs> I agree. I remember once when you were in Florida, you sent me a clip that really made you angry of like people dancing along to a live band or something in Disney World. Wasn't it at downtown Disney? Yeah. You sent me some raging <laughs> text. It's just embarrassing. Yeah, but I so got it. The minute I got it, I was like, yeah, I was angry with you and I wasn't even there. Yeah. People enjoying themselves <laughs> makes you annoyed. People that really get into the moment. Just have mm. some self-control. <laughs> so Scrooge tells the employees that they can have half an hour off for Christmas Day, which, all right, I'll admit, that's that's too far. I don't agree with him there. And Bob Cratchit suggests that he close, um, as no one will be out anyway to do any business with, and he reluctantly agrees. Then we get another song. Sorry, I don't know any of these song names, so apologies for any hardcore Muppet fans out there. At night, Scrooge is visited by the hecklers. Wait, before we get to that point, though, Carla, you know, at the end of the song where you see the rabbit Mm. and he's just sitting there, like, shivering from the cold, didn't that make your heart I've run on the song, so I, I don't think I saw that. I did the same. Okay. I did the same as well. Okay, I see I'm the only sucker around here that watched the whole film end to end. I just thought I don't think I'm going to learn anything from these songs. That's exactly what I thought. So every song I skipped forward. Yeah. Oh, well, you miss little vignettes like that then, don't you? We managed to do a very concise episode on Greece, and Holly didn't sit through practically any of the songs. Only two, three. <laughs> Yeah, but fair enough, because you talked about when you said you didn't sit through Hopelessly Devoted to You. I agree, that's a terrible song. Awful. It's really bad. And did you know that's the only song that actually won an Oscar? Did it? Yeah, that's the only one, which is outrageous. Oh, and while we're on the subject of of Greece, we've had some lovely iTunes reviews, which we thank people for very, very much. But sadly, a lot of people have started with Greece. And in our iTunes review, they've said, jam-packed full of information, some facts, which I'm afraid is not true. I must stress this enough, that if you've listened to Greece as your first episode, it's not a true representation of us. We're both very jolly in it, and we give quite a lot of useful information. That, that is not the norm, just to make that clear. I need to put a big disclaimer on the description of Greece that that's not a normal episode. So I feel now that some of our iTunes reviews oh are kind of like giving people false hope. They went in at, like, at the peak. Yeah, you've got to start with a low point. Start with Men in Black. That was a real low point. <laughs> Men in Black or Simpsons. That's what you need to start with. The Simpsons is still our most downloaded episode, which really because it's our, one of our worst ones. That's so weird. It, we, we didn't even try in that one. It was really bad. Right, so, yeah, the, the hecklers arrive as the ghosts of his late business partners, and we have another song. 
The hecklers do have names, you know that. I don't know their names. They're called Statler and Waldorf. Do we need to know that? No, guess not. How do you know that? Because um, they were, <laughs> it won't surprise you to know that they were some of my favourite characters. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. And um, my mum, when I had my uh, garden, my mum bought me like this sort of statue thing of Statler and Waldorf that I believe she is still using as a doorstop. Okay. Yeah. Tacky, but, you know. Ironic tacky. Not even. Not even. Just tacky. <laughs> yeah, just tacky. Okay. Um, so we get uh, so we get another song about, um, I'm not really sure, but basically the upshot is that they were mean when they were alive, so now they've been condemned to the afterlife. Did I get the general gist of that song? No, the point of it is, is that for every wrongdoing that they had, I mean, this is all a book that you probably should have read at school as well. Are you going to diss my school as well? <laughs> for every wrongdoing that they did, they got an extra like chain that they now have to carry in the afterlife because they were, wow. they were worse than Scrooge. So now the point is they've come back to him to say, beware of how you behave because this is what happens to you if you behave like this. Right. It's quite dark. I don't think I've ever read it, but I have seen the Bill Murray version, Scrooged, which was good, if that helps. I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that. He gets told free spirits will haunt him tonight and then we get some skit with Gonzo and the rat. The ghost of Christmas past arrives and it's some kid and she flies him to his past. And that character is disgusting. <laughs> like, really scary, isn't it? Well, the ghost of Christmas past, yeah. yeah. She's really eerie. I don't like her very much. So he sees his childhood, that he was lonely and he spent Christmas at school. And I think actually what this happened, you know, what this shows us is why he has such hatred towards Christmas. It makes me understand him more. I think that's what it was meant to do. We <laughs> don't know then why we have to keep going on about how much he hates Christmas. It's like now we now we get it, you know? Makes you feel like he's a bit more human. It does. Well me and Holly liked him from the off, so True. I don't know why we I don't know what more there was to like. <laughs> he, he gets to his old workplace and sees the hecklers. No, but- Carly, you've missed the most important part of the whole film. When the best line of the whole film by Rizzo the Rat, which I've quoted at you before and you just looked at me blankly. I look at you like that all the time. <laughs> For the last, the last 19 years, I've looked at you blankly. <laughs> when Gonzo lights the lamp and instead he accidentally lights Rizzo's tail and Rizzo says, light the lamp, not the rat. You have never said that to me before in your life. <laughs> I did. When we were talking about this film, I said to you it's got one of the best lines from films ever. And I quoted it to you. And you just looked at me blankly. But that's not, that's not all the time, is it? It's not like your catchphrase. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair point. 
Okay, so then he goes to his old workplace and sees the hecklers when they were alive and he sees himself fall in love with some woman called Belle. He sees another Christmas when Belle leaves him as he concentrates on work. I thought she was a bit unreasonable. Yeah, that's what I thought. I've got a fun fact for this Is for this fun? one. For this point in the not that fun. But <laughs> there's there's a deleted scene. Did you know this? I only know because one of the shout outs mentions the deleted scene, but I didn't know. No. Oh. What do they say? Well you're hearing the shout outs, so Oh, okay, fine. No spoilers here, Zoe. <laughs> yeah, so there's a deleted scene where they have this like you know, heartbreaking song where she explains to him why she's leaving him. Yeah, because as it stands at the moment, I just think, well, you know, he was trying to, you know, build a foundation. You know, it can't all be fun in games, Belle. Yeah, I don't think the song does her any favours because she does come across quite needy in it. Oh, well, then if the song was even more, I, I thought she was very unreasonable to him. Here we go. Oh, ghetto. <laughs> They're out again. Because I, I agreed with him even when he said, oh, the party is expensive. I thought it did seem quite elaborate. Yeah, totally. Well, they had Animal playing the drums, which I always think is a sign of a good party. <laughs> Animal's my favourite Muppet, I think. Yeah, I can imagine. I, I used to have an Animal air freshener in my car. Now I've got a Theme Park Films one. <laughs> Um, he goes back and then another ghost rocks up, which is the ghost of Christmas present. And we get another uh, song at this point. I didn't fast forward this because, uh, well, I did start to, and then I saw he attempted to do a dance. So I I went back and it seems that Scrooge starts to get in the spirit of it as he does a little dance with people. It's a bit creepy when he starts getting all like... Getting jiggy. Yeah. He goes and watches Fred have fun at Christmas, but then he realises that they're all laughing at him, which I thought was a bit mean, really. I mean, it is his uncle. Yeah, I thought that. And I thought, well, why would he want to go? Horrible. Yeah, I also thought just Fred is just really two-faced because he'd literally gone in and said, oh, we want you to come and spend Christmas Day with us. And then spend Christmas Day bad-mouthing Scrooge. Yeah, it's not very charitable, not a very Christmassy thing to do. No, we don't like bread. Then they see Bob Cratchit's house and Miss Piggy, who everyone loves. Yeah, I was disappointed that she had very uh, limited air, um, screen time. But I suppose what else could they give her to do, really? But I love Miss Piggy. Yeah, agreed. You see Tiny Tim. Now, was Tiny Tim, is he a real Muppet or did they make him just for this film? Is he normally Kermit's nephew in The Muppets? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Whose name escapes me right now. But um, So Tiny Tim is their son who's ill and not expected to survive until the, uh, the next Christmas. But they are content. I wouldn't be content in that situation. Why was Tiny Tim a different colour as well? He seemed very sort of off, gray, off green, didn't he? <laughs> I think it's because he's ill. Because he's sick. He's a very ill froggy. Okay. But what 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 I thought, which had passed me by before, is that goose that they had, considering they didn't have much money, 
looked like a pretty decent goose that they were cooking. And the girls seemed dressed well. They had a lot of makeup on. <laughs> I don't know if anyone noticed that. I don't think they would have had makeup in those days. So that's a that's an error, isn't it? I know. Because we're concerned now about how how historically accurate this Muppets film was. <laughs> if you're going to do something, do it right. Anyway, he's taken to the cemetery and he meets the ghost of Christmas yet to come. Why didn't they just call it the ghost of future? I just think yet to come is a bit of a mouthful, isn't it? He hears people talking about someone who has died and they're not very nice about him. Now, I was amazed he didn't catch on that it was him. I was going to say this. You know, he's a clever man. It's all about you so far, about how you're related to this and you don't yeah. realise what's going on. Weird. Yeah, very, very weird. Oh, and by the way, the ghost of... of- uh, the ghost looks like the Grim Reaper. <laughs> like, hello. So um, he asks to go back to joy and happiness and he gets taken to the Cratchits and at first he's happy and then he realises Tiny Tim's dead. So he goes back to the cemetery and asks whose death brought glee to the others and he sees it's himself. But it's weird, isn't it, when they go, when he goes back to see Tiny Tim's house... And in it, we can see um, Kermit is talking and he says something, he's like, oh, hopefully we'll never forget Tiny Tim. And I just thought, oh, no, why would you forget him? <laughs> he begs the ghost to change it and says he will do everything to change his ways. The next thing, he's home and he looks out the window and it's confirmed by the rabbit that it's uh, Christmas Day. He gives him five shillings to go and get him a turkey. But don't you think here, like, he hasn't completely changed because he's still getting the rabbit to go and do his, his work for him. Yeah, I thought the same thing. And the fact that the poor rabbit had to carry all the way through these walking around the town, this poor rabbit has to run behind him carrying this turkey. Especially as he said, oh, do they still have that big bird? And he goes, oh, what, the one's double the size of me? And he's like, yeah, that one, go and get it. <laughs> yeah. So then he flounces around the streets, wishing everyone a Merry Christmas. Yeah, but before that, Carla, he, when he goes and he gives money to the charity givers, to Beaker. I, no, not before that. I've got it written here. Scrooge whispers a huge amount of money to the charity workers. But also, I like that he sets the expectation for next year because he does say, well, there is a lot of back payments in there, you know, just so that they're not expecting that money every year. Yeah. But it's cute when... Beaker gives him his scarf. I actually genuinely welled up. Why? I thought it was really, I don't know, because I'm pregnant. <laughs> Probably. But I thought it was really sweet. I don't know why. It really, I found that very touching. I was in buckets last night watching I'm a Celebrity. Well, so did I, because I had a tenner on Ian Lee. And uh, so I was very annoyed that he didn't win. So he turns up at the Cratchits and gives him a raise and pays off his mortgage. And then he gives them a turkey, which they seem more pleased with than the raise and the mortgage. So they seem a bit stupid, really. And again, it's a bit like, oh, we're going to come and bring you a turkey. But Miss Piggy, you've got to cook it for us all. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, by the way, I've brought 30 people with me who will want you to cook them a, a Christmas roast. Yeah, where did they all come from? And talking of where did things come from, where did all the presents that he suddenly was giving out to everybody come from? Yeah. Probably the rabbit. He probably sent him out, do a bit of shopping. Maybe. Uh, Tiny Tim doesn't die. Now, why doesn't he die? Because he's had a turkey? <laughs> no, this is a good question. It's a good question. What, uh, that's what I want to know. What, what, does, what difference does it make? I don't know. I just, I, I, it just didn't ring true to me that he wouldn't die just because, you know, they've had their mortgage paid. It just didn't, I didn't really understand that. If they'd have said that he died of hunger, that's a different thing. But, you know, that was never said. I've just done a quick Google. Apparently Dickens didn't explicitly say what Tiny Tim's illness was. I don't think we should hold it against the film because apparently Dickens didn't do a very good job of explaining it either. Mm. And that's Muppet Christmas Carol. So I enjoyed it. It's a good film to like have in the background over the festive period. So we said uh, that we weren't sure how much we could fill up with this episode. Um, obviously, we've been going over an hour. Much of this will not make it in, so this probably is about 20 minutes worth that we can actually use. So I said to you, well, there's debate, but I said name your top five or top three Christmas films. So... Zoe, as as of yesterday, you only managed to get to two. Yeah, I'm st- I mean, I'm still on two. Okay, I w- I'm I'm eager because one of the ones you said to me is absolutely <laughs> ridiculous, no, but- and it's not in anyone's top film ever, let alone a genre. Well, so tell us what what your top films. Well, are. so Muppet Christmas Carol is definitely my number one Christmas film because it is pretty much the only Christmas film that I like stroke have watched then if i'm scraping the barrel if we're scraping the barrel i really quite like the holiday ridiculous i love the holiday thank you shut up i told you you're the same person so i did ask you if it counted as a christmas film and you said yes and i googled a few you know top christmas films and it's in the list so i'm taking it okay i did say yes because you only had one at that point, so I had to get, uh, you know, some kind of list out of you. Well, that's my list. Okay, thank you for that. <laughs> now, I'm surprised because actually, in all seriousness, I always think you know more about films than anyone else I know. No, that's not true. Because you go to the cinema nearly every week. Yeah, but it doesn't mean I know anything about them. I just watch them. Okay. All right. Holly, what's yours? Probably number one is Elf. Not a fan. No, I don't mind Elf, but I don't really understand the obsession around Elf. Yeah, I'm the same. Yeah, it was fine, but I don't think it's like one of the greatest films ever, like people go on about. Oh, okay. Well, it's only going to get worse. So one is Elf, two (laughs) would have to be Love Actually, and three would be Holiday. Okay, what were you going to say before Zoe said the holiday? Because you didn't have that ready. Did. Brother. They would be my three. They're the only three. I'm surprised that neither of you said Home Alone. No. No, I don't Home Alone. And I'm surprised neither of you said um, National Lampoon's Holiday Vacation. I don't think I've ever seen that. Ridiculous. Yeah, I think I've seen about 10 minutes of it. And honestly, once you've seen one National Lampoon film, you've seen them all. That's utterly... I'm so sorry to the listeners. 
so sorry. We are going to get so blasted for that, honestly. We made the mistake of saying that we didn't really like Alien and people are still going on about it. You can't get on to Chevy Chase because people will lynch us. They're both great Christmas films and they would be in my top five, but we're only doing top three. So I would say um, Long Kiss Goodnight, which is a Gina Davis action flick. That is a terrible film, Carla. It's it's absolutely brilliant. I have the poster of it on my wall. I think everyone needs to watch it and it's just wonderful. So that would be my number one. Number two is Gremlins. Great film. Never seen that. No, me neither. I mean, Zoe, what are you doing? <laughs> You're my age. How can you not have seen Gremlins? No, but Gremlins was too scary when I was young to watch it. But I'm the same age as you. Yeah, but you had obviously had more liberal. Well, you definitely did have a more liberal childhood than me. Well, your mum wouldn't let you watch Grange Hill, so yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> and my third one would be Die Hard. Oh, for goodness sake! Again, I've never seen Die Hard. Adam loves Die Hard, and I've never. Die Hard is a great film, and he at Christmas like let's watch Die Hard. No, it's not a Christmas. I'm not watching that. It is a Christmas film. Yeah, see, I debated Die Hard, but I just think, um, I don't think it's really very, I don't think it's very Christmassy. I mean, I know it's set at Christmas, but I don't think it's... Maybe I'll watch Die Hard. Maybe I'll be like to Adam, that's one of his Christmas presents, is that we have to watch Die Hard. There you go, see? Yeah, I think think you would like Die Hard, actually, Mm. because you like Fast and the Furious, and like, this is way better than that. Right, let's go to the shout-outs. Now, I must say, we haven't had any shout-outs from Instagram. No one wanted to get involved. All too busy playing with their filters and selfies, I'd imagine. But Twitter, Twitter went mental over over it. So we've got more than enough. Don't need you, Instagram, today. First of all, at Rough Giraffe Podcast says, not a huge Muppet fan, but this is one of the better Muppet films However, I do not find it funny. And then she's put that she's hiding to avoid rotten fruit being thrown at her. Yeah, I don't think I laughed out loud at any of it. Really. No, I think it's not. Yeah, I think it's sweet. I wouldn't necessarily, except for the light the lamp, not the rat line, which is funny. Your catchphrase. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's um, it's a cute, it's a nice film. I wouldn't say, yeah, I wouldn't say it's particularly yeah. funny. So then we've got at Dr. Homie H says, this is a Christmas must. I love this movie and Michael Caine's portrayal of Scrooge is timeless. It warms my heart, gets me to sing and remember why Henson and the Muppets were created and are here to stay. At Launching the Pilot says, I hate this film now after they took out When Love Has Gone number, the heart of the film. Okay, I do still watch it every year, but resentfully. So that's what you were talking about, that apparently there was something in it originally. That sounds like a hardcore fan of the film who's quite upset about the direction it's taken. Seems to have cut him deep there. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. At the BP podcast says... I have watched it every Christmas Eve since I can remember, either on VHS or DVD or streaming online. At Comic Art Festival Pod says it's one of the three good Christmas Carol movies, which also include Scrooge. So I've seen that, seen Scrooge. 
at Full Starts Podcast says, genuinely the best retelling of the story, possibly the best Muppet movie, almost certainly the best Christmas movie. Disagree. Brian Henson should do more. Kermit epitomizes Christmas for me. He's always kind and generous and giving. Good bloke. At Easy Rider Raging Podcast says, love it. It's the best Christmas film that isn't Home Alone or Home Alone 2 or Die Hard or Gremlins or Kiss Kiss Bang Bang or The Snowman. There you go. Oh, The Snowman. I don't know if I'd call that a movie. Is it long enough to be a movie? Yeah. yeah. At Gamma Radio said, it's the best version of this story by the original book, which was great. Some of the songs are a bit annoying, but it's really funny, and the ghost of Christmas future scared me to death as a child. Lastly, we have at Mick Mick Suff says, it's the only Christmas film worth watching. Bought it on DVD, and I effing hate Christmas. Classic. Thank you. Thank you to all of those people. Good. I think that's reflective of the general public's feeling about the Christmas Carol. Not on Instagram. They hated it. Okay. Is there anything you would like to add at this point? Uh, I don't think so. Zoe? No. It's been a pleasure. You're more than welcome. Thank you for coming on. You booked the Muppets the minute the minute you knew the theme of the podcast. You got yourself in there. You were like, I'm doing the Muppet one. Sorry, you had to wait till Christmas for it. But originally, wasn't it going to be the other Muppet one? Wasn't it going to be one of the ones with, um, what's the name and what's his name? The more recent ones. Um. Well, yes, but we realised, well, we, I hardly realised anything. I realised that we didn't have a Christmas film to do. Uh, I don't know what Christmas, like, if we're still going next year, I don't know what we're going to do. Oh, well, we'll, you know, we'll sort of scramble something together like we've been doing. You made us do Roger Rabbit. Oh, for God's sake, get over Roger. Zoe, isn't Roger Rabbit one of the greatest films ever made? Yep, I had. I remember for my birthday, whatever year Roger Rabbit was out, we went to Chester World of Adventures, my birthday, and I had a Who Framed Roger Rabbit skirt and jumper matching set (laughs) that I wore. (laughs) You were my too birth. cool. It was very cool. Um, and I bloody loved that film. It was genuinely quite cool. It was almost like a mini skirt. It was a bit risque. Kind it was of, not like. quite cool. It absolutely <laughs> was not. And it almost certainly was not risque, Zoe. <laughs> so you can find us on Twitter at Theme Park Films, on Instagram at Theme Park Film Podcast, or you can email us, themeparkfilms at hotmail.com. We are also the proud creators of Brit Pod Scene, which is a collective of British podcasts. Please follow us on Twitter at Brit Pod Scene, where everything we retweet is from the podcast we endorse. And please check out our Facebook page, which is run by the lovely Stacey of the Rough Giraffe podcast. And after we finish talking, you will hear Daniel from the Neighbours podcast, Fry Gaze, and Is Not Radio podcast. He will tell you a little bit more about it. So, Zoe, thank you very, very much for joining us. 
It's, Thank you. It's going to take a lot of editing for things that can't make it into the show, but it's been a lot of fun. It sounds like I'm ending the friendship now. <laughs> Thank you very, very much for listening. We hope you all have a fantastic Christmas and we will see you in the new year. Bye. Theme Park Films Podcast is part of Britpod Scene, a network of uniquely British podcasts that's always growing. Check out BritpodScene.com or follow Britpod Scene on Twitter to find out more. <laughs> <laughs>